You're listening to WERA 96.7 FM, and this is Media on the Radio. Media on the Radio features stories from media professionals, everyone from journalists to filmmakers to marketing experts, to try and give an entree into the entire media field. Today in the show, we have Mark Gatton, who is a lawyer slash app developer. His new app is like a trivia game for the future. So what we do is we turn following the news into a game where, you know, you follow the news and you make predictions on the outcomes of events. Um, so it's kind of taking fantasy sports concept and turning it into news prediction. This is Devin Gallagher. I'm the host of Media on the Radio. And thanks for listening. I think I met you, was it five years ago, four years ago? Um, was it? It and was... The summer of 09. Oh, so, 09, yeah. So you yeah. were finishing up law school, I think, doing an externship in D.C. You're originally from New York, I know. Exactly. You know, you were at the end of law school, so it's I know from my wife Allison going to law school, it's a tough time. We kind of lost touch. You moved back to, to New York, and you're working as a lawyer, I know. And then all of a sudden, I got an email. You were part of developing and launching an application. Can you talk at all about what that transition was like. I graduated law school in 2010, which ended up being one of the worst years to come out of law school. Um, You know, it was after the financial crisis. And there was one thing I had in my mind for years was to do something kind of like what DraftKings and FanDuel does. So I kind of started developing that idea a little bit more. And there was a NYU Entrepreneur Challenge. Part of like one of the events during it is there's a teammate hunt where you can go and say what you want to work on. And then if anyone's interested, they could join you. So I gave my spiel, said my idea of what it was and everything. And a couple of people contacted me afterwards and said that they had a similar idea. And do you want to join forces? So we talked a little bit. Their idea was a little bit different. And then, you know, we ended up talking more and what we decided to do was to combine forces and, you know, create something that's slightly different than both of ours. And, you know, Sybil is what you see as a product of that. So we'll talk a little bit about that later, the the app that you just released. Did you have any coding experience or did you were brought up with any type of computer science or anything like that? Not at all. So I, I didn't have any kind of coding experience, and I, and I actually still don't. But one of the guys, fortunately, um, had some. So he was able to kind of, you know, di- direct. So, you know, one of the good things was we were kind of complementary to each other. Um, one guy was very strong, finance-based. Other guy um, had some coding skills and marketing skills. And I kind of had, a, you know, a few different things here and there that I brought to the table as well. What was some of the early meetings that you had that you were, you know, what, what was the kind of, the things that you were talking about trying to figure out what the vision was what we all wanted you know we all had careers and, and everything and what we wanted in the future you know whether it's you know to make money or to make something that was great and you know we all decided that it wasn't about that it was about finding your passion and what you want to do um, something that you know makes you feel happy to wake up in the morning go to work and do what you need to do challenging each other to think differently about all the ideas that we had so it was very, you know, very formative. Um, you know, what we started with is totally different than, than what we ended up being. Give the elevator speech of what 
what your app is and what it does and so what we do is we turn following the news into a game where you know you follow the news and you make predictions on the outcomes of events and we keep track of how accurate you are and the more accurate you are you would gain points um and you know there's a leaderboard and you know it leads to prizes that we um, provide um so it's kind of taking fantasy sports um, concept and turning it into news prediction. Yeah, it's really interesting idea. I, I downloaded it and checked it out, and it is you know I have um I have a couple quiz games on my phone, and that's kind of what it felt like a little bit just at the at the root concept is that it's like a trivia game for the future. Right. <laughs> All right. One of the things is you know tri- trivia always looks to the past. What we do is we kind of um, look prospectively and try to see what the future might bring. And then one, one of the other key elements of it, um, which, is a, which is really actually the, the fundamental goal of it, is to get people more interested in following the news and being aware of what's going on around them, um, you know, outside of the, the main things that they see in their Facebook feeds and their Twitter feeds. Um, for example, you know, when we were doing beta testing, you know, we had questions about the um, non-presidential elections. It was a week before that. So we put a question of like, you know, what do you think is going to happen in these elections? And a couple of people actually responded, wow, we didn't even know there was an election this week. And so it's one of those things that, you know, we want to encourage people to kind of follow things that they don't normally, you know, uh, if you're a sports fan, you know everything about sports, but you might not really know something that's happening in Ukraine. And we write our own little previews which is a summary of what the story is all about to give you a summary. Mm-hmm. And then if you're more interested, you can go to, you know, our greater newsfeed and kind of expand on that and kind of get a oh, complete picture of what's going on. When I looked at it and it's, it's pretty robust, there's a lot of seemingly a lot of content on there. And so I know that's, it just looked, when I opened it, I was like, man, this is so much work, <laughs> you know, can you, can you talk a little bit about that? Um, how it was constructed or how that, the, the process of, of getting all that content on there or, or coming up with the user interface or anything like that? How did, how did that all take, take place? At least the content-wise, um, one of the members of our team now, the, the fourth guy who was added in addition to the, the two um, original co-founders, he's a journalist by trade. So he's working mainly in sports journalism for a long time, but you know, super bright guy, um, very interested in all things that are not sports. So he, he's been a longtime friend of mine. And, you know, when I told him about it, he was interested. And then, you know, after talking more and more and kind of uh, formulating ideas, he joined the team. So he's kind of he's the head of our content. Um, he writes a lot of the stories. The rest of us chip in as well, which is really fun because it's, it's fun kind of putting a journalism hat, even though you don't really have or even though I don't really have, you know, that background. Mm-hmm. So that's been super fun to 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 learn about and to 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 work on. And then from there, we divvy out the work to, you know, create the actual questions and then the, the, the stories that you read that summarize it. And then on the other side of the content, um, you know, we have a, our, our news feed that kind of aggregates different sources. So that's, um, you know, that's something actually we don't really need to, like, after we formulated the, the programming, the, the coding for it, it's not something that has to be steadily looked at. You know, we kind of put in some keywords and kind of filter in news based on the keywords and what we want to come into it. So that's kind of an automated mm. process, which is um, which helps a lot. So that creates a little bit more content for the for the app itself. 
Oh, sorry. Just curious about like the the beta testing process of it. Did you did you get uh, a certain subset of people, or did you have it open to everybody? You know, that's one thing. As a first time entrepreneur, didn't really know how to do, um, and that's one of the things I think. You know, if we had to do it again, we'd probably do it slightly different. You know, we we had I guess three different beta phases, which was a good idea, but I think we were formulated a little differently. First, we had kind of a bootleg. Um, beta version where we each invited, you know, seven or so friends to answer questions that we did on like a Google Doc. Kind of got their ideas and thoughts, and then we um, started creating the app. Once we created the, the first beta version, we invited more friends. So we each invited, I'd say probably about 60 friends, you know, about half of them each um, ended up joining. So we had about, in the end, we had about 100 beta testers um, in that round. And we got some great feedback. You know, some people were into it. They made great suggestions. And then we went back to change the app some more. And then we did more of a, a, a wider beta that was open to the, the whole world. Um, so what we did, there's, there's a few services and sites that you could post your beta. And people who are interested in beta testing things would, mm. you know, be able to sign up and, you know, test your product. So from there, we were able to get complete strangers to check out the app. Um, and also we, you know, we contacted a few listservs and kind of, you know, did the Reddit thing. We did a Reddit post, um, got a few people from there. You know, we blasted some uh, emails to, to different meetup groups that would be interested in it. And then from there, you know, we got some more feedback that was, you know, pretty good, pretty, pretty nice to get from people that we didn't know. Because, you know, sometimes you're worried that people you know will just say nice things and this and that. Fortunately, though, I know at least the people I asked, and I'm pretty sure um, the people that <laughs> the rest of the group asked, you know, we... We got people that we trust that would be brutally honest and and all that. Mm-hmm. A couple of people were like, "I don't like it. This isn't for me." Uh, a couple of people were like, "Yeah, it's cool. Um, you know, I would try it, but my life is too busy. This and that. I wouldn't normally do it." Mm-hmm. And then some people were like, "Awesome." Because you said you might have done it differently. Yeah. So if you had to do it again. Yeah. So I think what what I think I, I think what we would have done differently was. You know, I, t- I said we did like the, the little bootleg version on the Google Docs and then we created the app and then did a new beta. I think we would have done a little bit more testing before we actually went to create the app because then we created the app and we had, you know, we had something already in place that was a little bit harder to kind of change and alter as we went forward. So I think we would have done a little bit more, you know, prototyping, um, very basic and see what people thought. Like like our screen. So the screen that you saw is different than the screen that we had um, a few weeks ago even. I think we would have probably saved time by doing that, you know, if we did more testing on a, on a smaller basis um, before we actually like went out and built. Because we also, uh, while one of us had coding experience, you know, he wasn't, he's not a hardcore engineer that can build this entire app. So we used um, outsourced, um, an outsourced development team. All that costs money, obviously, and time, and there's communication barriers that that exist. You know, when you don't have that person in front of you, sitting in the room, and like working on things consistently, and saying like, "Oh, how about how about tweak that here? You know, make that screen a little mm-hmm. rounded in that corner, or you know, straighten that out, or things like that." How much time would you say that you've dedicated the, with the group? Um, has it been, you know, five? Because you're saying you're doing this. On the side, everybody has kind of a career, right? Uh, a day job. Would you say it's like five, ten hours a week, twenty hours a month? If you had to guess, um, I'm just curious. You know, it it fluctuates. Um, 
you know, the past two months, it's been about 40 hours a week for me. Um, I, I have the most mm. flexible schedule. Um, one of the guys, well, um, the two of us have like pretty flexible schedules. You know, I've, I've kind of been focused on this for a couple months. You know, the month before that, I was focusing on, you know, my, my law work a little bit. And then, um, you know, when I'm doing that, mm-hmm. when I'm focusing on law work, it ends up being probably about 10 hours a week. When I do the even split, I'd probably say it's a good 20 hours a week. For people that w- may want to, may, that may even have some coding experience or a degree in computer science or something like that, that has an idea, what would you say the biggest challenges are that, or the things that they should know kind of jumping in to app development? A huge one is also, you know, you have an idea and you're in love with it and you think it's great. Um, and it usually is, but do other people think that it's great as well? Um, you know, is there that demand that, mm-hmm. that, you know, if you make this product, it will sell or people will be into it and, you know, make you money. Um, I think, I think that's the biggest challenge because once you start rolling, you can't go back. And then when you find out, wait a minute, I should have, uh, like I said, I should have done more testing to see if like the demand is really there and that people will download my app or, you know, pay for my service or whatever it is. Um, I think the toughest thing is that because then, you know, once you start making it and you start talking to people, sometimes they discourage you. Be like, oh, like who would be into that? Um, mm-hmm. So then you get discouraged and you feel bad about it. And then, you know, it, it's it's topsy-turvy because then you'll talk to someone like, oh, that's really cool. I love that. Um, I, I think that's one of the toughest things. For somebody that doesn't know or hasn't done it before, is it easy to to get an app out there? I know for specifically for podcasts, it's really not that hard to release a podcast. Uh, there's like a series of ten steps that you need to do, but for the most part, you know, it's not that hard. Uh, what about what about for getting into like the Apple Store and the Google Play? So I, I wouldn't say it's that challenging once you have the app itself, um, mm-hmm. but there are definitely steps that. You know, if I knew what I was doing, would have been able to take a couple days. But because we didn't, um, it took a couple weeks at some point. I'm curious too, because uh, you you had said, uh, did you do it? Did you do any rounds of funding like Kickstarter or anything like that, or did did it most, is it mostly like sweat equity that that you guys? Yeah, it was all it was all ourselves. Um, we're we're self funded so far. Um, so we self-funded through development and, um, you know, we have a, a little bit of runway. I think now is the time that we, that the app is actually out and that potential investors could test it out and, and look at it, um, is the time that I think we're gonna, we're gonna start, you know, kind of kicking our fundraising efforts into, into gear. Um, so that's going to be a process, you know, that's also something that none of us have done. Um, so that should be interesting as well. Are you looking to sell ads or um, maybe try and find a bigger company to kind of sell the app itself to? Or how does that work? Um, We're not too focused on ads right now. Ads on apps don't really make that much money anymore. And they're kind of annoying to the user experience. So we'd prefer not Mm -hmm. to really to to do that. You know, we're we're very user focused. Um, I think that's one thing. Um, that we have to keep in mind no matter what. We want to make it as enjoyable and fun for users themselves. You know, our, our different games will be presented by this person or that person. Um, and, you know, maybe some sponsored content. But again, that sponsored content won't be the blatant stuff that you see sometimes on different websites. It'll be kind of uh, more integrated and curated that, you know, it, it won't seem like sponsored content at all. 
especially the way that we have it, you know, some of our questions could be created in a way that, um, one, it would be, you know, general fun for the person answering those questions. And two, the results that are generated by that question um, could be very useful for a particular partner. Um, so I think that's what we're going to focus on. Um, you know, we haven't really looked forward to selling ourselves to another company, to a bigger company. Um, we want to build our own product. And then if something happens down the line, you know, we'd obviously be open to discussing it. I know it's early because it just got released, but have you gotten any reaction or any feedback or anything? This morning, I got an email from somebody that said, I love your app. Um, and they, specifically, they said they loved their previews and they learned stuff that they had no idea was going on. Mm -hmm. And I think that's that like really made, made me happy because that's exactly the point. You know, we want people to get informed. That's cool. Uh, what about like, can you run through a couple of typical or like what the experience would be or a couple of typical questions that you might have we have you know four different categories one is society which includes the politics questions um some technology questions things like that we have business where we're going to ask questions of you know about the, the fed is going to in raise interest rates what do you think will happen or this company might be reporting earnings uh, what's going to happen um and things like that and we'll have sports as well well, we'll ask, you know, if there's a the big sports event going on, we'll we'll ask about that. It'll just be a few of like the key things that uh, most people are going to be looking about and talking about at the water cooler the next day. And then we have entertainment, which uh, movies are coming out, which movie is going to do the best in the box office, etc. So the four of you have never released an app before, but as you were saying, you know, now that you know the process and and the pitfalls, do you have any other ideas, or, or is the team gonna gonna stay together to create other apps or is this just kind of a one-off hopefully this takes off and um you know our company creates more apps together that's complementary to what we've already created um you know if it doesn't and we come up with an idea and all of us are interested in sure you know we, we have we have a good team and i think having gone through this already has made us all stronger and better that's cool and and it seems to me you know there's there's plenty of people that would would like to have something like this or some sort of version of this. I mean, I can imagine you could modify this for in a more scaled down way for a newspaper to, to have as part of their online, you know, magazine version of the newspaper magazine. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that, that's one other thing. So, you know, while we, while we said we wouldn't want to be, you know, swallowed by another media company or anything like that, what we would love is to get into a partnership where, you know, they could share our API and use it for their own, um, you know, websites um, and kind of mm -hmm. like integrate a little bit where we have a partnership. Um, you know, one of our competitors are already kind of has that. So we, there's like a model in place for it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just creating a, a buzz for ourselves and, you know, showing that we have a, a great product and, and continually improving the product. And if you get critical mass, you can also, you know, be, be collecting data on polling as well since you're you're that's technically one part of it is that you're polling so many people all the time and what they think so that that information is valuable i assume exactly um definitely and by the way i, I just want to put that in one of the things we were talking about the the toughest thing and you know what we what you would kind of advise towards people who are, who are doing it um i just mentioned it continual testing you know what you start out with on on day one is not going to be what you start out 
when the finished product is there. So continually all the time question yourself and, you know, try something, see if it works. If it doesn't pivot away from it and try that new thing. Um, I, th- I think that's hugely important. And I think any entrepreneur will tell you the same. Cool. That's a great way to end. I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate it too. It was fun. You can go to waitwhatpro.com to find past episodes of Media on the Radio. Please subscribe on iTunes to Media on the Radio, where each week it'll send the podcast directly to your phone. You don't have to do anything. It'll just send it right to you. It's so easy. 